The Mystical City of God, The Incarnation, Book 3, Chapter 21. The Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus of Argreda, describes how Saint Elizabeth asks the Queen of Heaven to assist at her childbirth, and is enlightened concerning the birth of John. 261. Already two months had passed since the coming of the Princess of Heaven into the house of Holy Elizabeth, and the discreet matron was even now filled with grief at the thought of the departure and of the absence of the mistress of the world. She dreaded the loss of so great a blessing as her presence was, and with reason, since she knew that it could not come within the range of human merits. In her holy humility she scrutinized her heart, fearing that any fault of hers might be the cause of the setting of that beautiful moon and of the sun of justice within the virginal womb. Sometimes she wept and sighed in private, because she could find no means of prolonging their stay, which had shed much clear light of grace in her soul. She asked the Lord with many tears to inspire her cousin, the Most Holy Lady Mary, not to forsake her. At least not to withdraw so soon her sweet company. She served her with great reverence and solicitude and studied to oblige her. It is no wonder that so saintly attentive and prudent a woman should ask for that which even the angels coveted. For in addition to the divine light, which she had received from the Holy Ghost concerning the supreme dignity and sanctity of the Virgin Mother, she had the personal experience of her most sweet intercourse and conversation, and all this combined had ravished her heart, so that without divine aid, she could not have survived the parting after once having known and conversed with the Blessed Lady. 262. In order to find some consolation, Saint Elizabeth resolved to open her heart to the Heavenly Lady, who was not ignorant of her sorrow, and she said to her in great submission and humility, Cousin, dear lady, on account of the respect and consideration with which I am bound to serve you, I have not until now dared to speak of my desire and of the sorrow in my heart. Give me now the permission to relieve it by making them known. The Lord has condescended in his mercy to send you here, in order that I might have the unmerited blessing of conversing with you and of knowing the mysteries which his divine providence has entrusted to you, my mistress. Unworthy I am to praise him eternally for this favor, Daniel 3.53. You are the living temple of his glory, the ark of the testament containing the manna, which is the food of the angels, Hebrews 9.4. You are the tablet of the true law, written in his own being, Psalm 77.25. I appreciate in my lowliness how rich his majesty has made me, that without my merit I should entertain in my own house the treasure of heaven and her, whom he has chosen as his mother among all women. I justly fear that I displease you and the fruit of your womb by my sins, and that therefore you will forsake your slave, withdrawing the great blessing which I now enjoy. Possibly, if it be your pleasure, I might have the happiness of serving you and remaining with you all the rest of my life. If it is a hardship for you to return to your dwelling, it will be most convenient for you to stay in my house. If you will call your holy spouse Joseph and live with him here as my masters, I will serve you with affectionate readiness of heart. Although I do not merit what I ask, I beseech you not to despise my humble petition, since the Lord can surpass by his mercies all my merits and desires. 
263. The Most Holy Mary heard with sweetest complacency the petition of her cousin Elizabeth and answered her, Dearest friend of my soul, your holy wishes are acceptable in the eyes of the Most High. I also thank you from my heart, but in all our undertakings and resolves, it is necessary that we conform to the divine will and entirely subject ourselves to it. Although this is the duty of all creatures, you know that it is my duty before all others, since by the power of his arm he has raised me from the dust and in boundless love has looked upon me. Luke 1 All my words and movements must be guided by the divine will of my Lord and Son, and I must not desire anything except what is according to his pleasure. Let us present to his majesty your desires, and whatever he in his goodness shall ordain, that let us execute. I must also obey my spouse Joseph, for without his order and consent, I can neither decide upon my occupations nor upon my dwelling place. It is just my dearest, that we obey our superiors. 264. Saint Elizabeth yielded to the persuasive words of the Princess of Heaven, and answered with humble submission. My lady, I am ready to obey thy will and revere thy teaching. I wish only once more to commend to you my sincere affection and heartfelt devotion to your service. If my wishes cannot be fulfilled and are contrary to the will of God, I desire at least, if possible, that you my queen do not forsake me until my son shall come forth to the light. In order that just as within my womb he has adored and recognized his Redeemer in your own, so he may enjoy his divine presence and enlightenment before any other creature, and that he may receive your blessing for the first advances in life, Proverbs 16.9, by the presence of him, who is to direct his footsteps. And will you, the mother of grace, present him to the Creator and obtain from his goodness the perseverance in that grace, which he received at the sound of your sweetest voice, when it came to my unworthy ears. Let me behold my child in your arms, whether God, who made and preserves heaven and earth is likewise to rest, Isaiah 42.5. Let not your maternal kindness be strained or diminished by my sins, deny not this consolation to me, nor to my son this great happiness, which as a mother I ask and unworthily desire for him. 265. Most Holy Mary did not wish to refuse, and she promised to pray the Lord for the fulfillment of this request of her cousin, asking her at the same time to unite her prayers with hers in order to know his most holy will. Accordingly the two mothers of the two most holy sons born into the world betook themselves to the oratory of the heavenly princess and presented their petitions to the Most High. Most pure Mary fell into an ecstasy, wherein she was enlightened anew concerning the mysterious life and the dignity of the precursor and concerning his work in preparing the hearts of men for the reception of their Redeemer and Teacher, and she made known to St. Elizabeth these sacraments in as far as it was proper. She was informed of the great sanctity of her saintly cousin, also, that she had only a short while to live and that Zachariah would die before her. The kind mother lovingly besought the Lord to assist her at her death and to fulfill her wishes in regard to her son. In regard to the other fond desires, the most prudent virgin made no request, for in her heavenly wisdom she immediately saw, 
that to live always in the house of her cousin was not advisable, nor according to the will of the Most High. 266. To these petitions his majesty answered, My spouse and my dove, it is my pleasure that you assist and console my servant Elizabeth at her childbirth, which is to be very soon, for there are only eight days left before that event. After her son shall be circumcised, you shall return to your home with your spouse Joseph. After his birth, you shall offer to me my servant John in pleasing sacrifice, and continue, my beloved, to pray to me for the salvation of souls. Saint Elizabeth united her prayers with those of the Queen of Heaven and Earth, beseeching the Lord to command his mother and spouse not to forsake her during her child's birth. During this prayer the Lord revealed to her, that her childbirth was close at hand, and informed her also of many other things for her relief and consolation in her anxiety. 267. Most Holy Mary issued from her trance, and having finished their prayer, the two mothers conferred upon the nearness of the childbirth of Saint Elizabeth, as made known to them by the Lord. Anxious to make sure of her good fortune, the Holy Matron asked our Queen, My Lady, Pray tell whether I shall have the happiness of your assistance at my impending childbirth. Her Majesty answered, My beloved cousin, the Most High has heard our prayers and deigned to command me to assist on that occasion. This I will do, not only remaining till then, but also until the circumcision of thy child, which will take place in fifteen days. At this resolve of the Most Holy Mary, the joy of her cousin was renewed, she acknowledged this great favor and humble thankfulness to the Lord and to the Holy Queen. Thus rejoiced and enlivened by mutual conferences, the Holy Matron began to prepare for the birth of her son and for the departure of her exalted cousin. The instruction given to me by the Heavenly Queen and Lady Mary. 268. My Daughter Whenever our desires arise from loving affection and are accompanied by a good intention, the Most High is not offended at our making them known, as long as it is done with submission and resignation to the dispositions of His divine providence. When the soul presents itself before the Lord with such sentiments, He looks upon it as a father and grants to it what is proper, withholds what is improper or does not conduce to its true welfare. The desire of my cousin to remain with me all her life arose from a pious and praiseworthy zeal, but it was not in harmony with the plans of the Most High, by which he had already arranged the conduct, travels and events of my life. Though the Lord denied her this request he was not displeased, but granted her whatever would not hinder the decrees of his infinite wisdom and whatever would benefit her or her son John. On account of the love shown toward me by the mother and son, and on account of my intercession, the Almighty enriched them with many blessings and favors. For to ask him with upright intention and through my mediation, is always the most efficacious means of moving his majesty. 269. I wish that you offer up all your petitions and prayers in the name of my most holy Son and my own, and be assured without doubt, 
that they will be heard, if they are joined with the upright intention of pleasing God. Look upon me with loving affection as your mother, your refuge and your help, trust yourself to my devoted love, and remember my dearest, that my desire for your greater good urges me to teach you the means of obtaining great blessings and favors of divine grace at the most liberal hands of God. Do not make yourself unfit for them, nor hinder them by your timidity. And if you wish to induce me to love you as my much-beloved daughter, rouse yourself to a fulfillment of what I tell you and manifest to you. Toward this, direct your careful efforts, only resting satisfied when you have labored hard to put my teachings into practice.